choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, it's Kells. I'm back. It's episode 101 of Thanks for Asking. Um, Kells at KMGZ, as y'all probably know by now. Maybe new people don't. Have some new listeners. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Um, so no guests this week. Back to um the regular format. Told y'all I have uh, guests and co-hosts from time to time, but for the most part, it's gonna be me and people who have expressed their um preference and and like of this format. And thank y'all. So I'm gonna keep going with it, and um you know tweak it as I go, cause. That's how you do things. So, and those of you who know me, I feel like y'all gonna know. <laughs> I feel like y'all gonna know the rolling theme of this show, but I'm gonna go ahead and contain my excitement and stay within the format, you know, for uh, tradition's sake. I'm not gonna get too excited. I'm not gonna yell. I'm not gonna rant. I mean, I, a little bit, but you know, we gonna we gonna keep it. We gonna keep it mellow. We gonna keep it cool. Cause you know I'm a little bit over the excitement now. Some of y'all really don't know what I'm ranting about, but I'm gonna tell y'all in a minute. So we're gonna start with um, yours and negritude, and it's gonna actually blend into current events because, as many of you probably already know, I really only have one yours and negritude, and it is going out to Robin Rihanna Fenty. And if you don't know, now you know. And if you don't know why. I'm finna tell you why. So, I know everybody out there in listener land, probably not in the fashion and not in New York and don't know, but yesterday was the Metropolitan, uh, let's call it Costume Ball. It's called the Met Ball. And what it is, is every year, it's one of fashion's biggest moments. Um, well, I won't say the biggest moment, because the shows are, but it is, um, they have it every year, and it's a, uh, basically a costume ball, right? And so every year it has a theme. And so you're supposed to come dressed up in the theme for the ball. Every year they have a theme. And every year you have celebrities who just come wearing whatever and don't even bother with the theme or they just get the theme wrong or it's just, you know, what the hell are you doing? The fashion people, it's for like fashion people, celebrities, models. That's that's who goes. It's a fashion event. But there's a lot of celebrities there. Actors, actresses, singers, models, rappers that that go. It's it's a it's a very um high class event. It's a very bougie event. Um, you have to be somebody to be invited. It's the event where the infamous elevator fight between uh, Jay Z and Solange and Beyonce occurred. They were they were leaving the Met Ball. I mean, it's a high class, high fashion event. Like you have to be somebody to be invited to this event. It's not it's not no bullshit, right? Um. And every year for a while now, but over the past, she didn't go last year because, um, no, actually, what am I talking about? Um, Never mind. Um, every year, um, Rihanna is known to slay the meth ball because she has exquisite taste and she has an exquisite eye and, um, she's just 
every year she's just known to kill it and to get the, the theme just perfect and just knock it down and just nobody can it's to the point where yesterday when all the celebrities were arriving and people were looking at everybody coming in the worldwide trending thread on Twitter was where's Rihanna because everybody was like alright this is cute yeah that's nice you look good yeah Tracy Tracy Ellis Ross looked fantastic as always but Tracy Ellis Ross been killing it for, for a long time and it was you know some people coming through there and they look nice and they look cute but everybody was like okay this is this is cute this is real nice uh huh mm-hmm, great where's Rihanna because Rihanna shuts it down last year as I'm sure you all know by now or have seen by now the um theme was I forgot what the exact theme was, but it was something to do, it was Asian, it was an Asian theme, um, I, I don't remember the exact theme, but it had to do with, like, Asia, and so she came in this wonderful, long, flowing cape with the yellow fur, um, that was, that she found on the internet, designed by this Chinese designer, again, just, just knocked it out the park, just hit the theme out the park, the, the, the um, it was like Asian Nights or something like that was a theme, and so she has this iconic, they made a whole movie about it, it's iconic, if you've seen the picture which everybody has, Rihanna with the yellow and the, and the train just flowing down behind her like she's a queen, that was last year so, everybody was anticipating this year because it's like, ugh, she kills it every time, what is she gonna do, and I didn't even know the theme, like I just, you know I was on Twitter you know, waiting for the pictures and Instagram and everything, waiting for the pictures to come up. I didn't know the theme. The theme was, um, Comme des Garçons, which I believe I pronounced that right. If I'm not, you Haitian niggas can tell me. Um, but it's a, it's a Japanese fashion label, um, pretty well-known, kind of like, um, well, everybody knows Supreme, but it's like a high fashion. It's not like, not like nigga shit. It's like a high fashion, um, line, and it's, it's known for a particular look. And Rihanna just killed it. I mean, she just, she, everybody, I mean, there was some other people that were, Joey Kravitz looked really nice. It was a couple people that did a good job. It was some others that every year, they just come to the Met Ball like it's a prom or like it's a New Year's party and they just wear a nice dress. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. You're supposed to be on theme. You're supposed to try to, so it was just a lot of people there. Like, like girl, what is this? Um, But Rihanna killed it. She so if you don't know, Google it, Google Rihanna 2017 Met Ball, you'll see her face was done up in the, um, hard, well, I don't know if it was, I don't know if that's technically Harajuku, but if she had the Japanese, she, she did the damn thing, she just had the whole look, she from, she had on these strap boots that she said took her an hour to put on, um, she had just this, this creation, I can't even explain it, but if you, if you look up, if you Google Comme des Garçons, you'll see what it is, you'll see what the aesthetic is, and then look and see how Rihanna nailed that shit, I mean, just, oh, oh, my fave is, you can never, I don't give a fuck, you might be the best performer, you might be the best singer, you might be the best producer, you might be the best songwriter, but nobody can fucking do what Rihanna does, Rihanna makes everything just so fly, oh my god, like, she's beautiful, she's gorgeous, all these people best list and best looking and most sexiest they putting out that don't have Rihanna on them, fraud, fraud, false, the girl's fate, oh my god, she's beautiful, like, once in a forever beauty, the girl, it's fantastic, her style is immaculate, I told y'all I read the, um, L.A. Reid book, 
And he would comment he made in there was like, of all the artists and stars he's ever worked with, Rihanna has the best taste. She just has a a taste for what's good. She she has a taste for what's new. She's always ahead. Rihanna is fashion to the point where all the girls that were showing up this year, everybody was going for this long flowing train that Rihanna did last year. Cause Rihanna set the, the, the trend last year. So now it's like every stylist and their mom, Oh, that's where a long train. Cause Rihanna looks so great. Yeah. Rihanna looked great last year. She off that now. Now she's, and that's not even the theme no more, right? The theme is this comme des garçons. So we don't know what y'all doing. Well, oh, just, Bravo, babe, bravo, you ain't never gonna hear this, and I don't know if you ever, I, I know, I know celebrities be sneak following people, I don't know if you ever seen my tweets, but anybody on my TL will tell you, I love you, and I, I just, I don't ask you that much, because, you know, I mean, I'm a stand, but I ain't like a stand stand, you know, um, plus you be blocking people, and I really ain't trying to get caught up in no misunderstandings and get blocked, because I be crushed, um, but yeah, just, oh, she's just, it's so easy being a Rihanna stan, because she makes it so easy, she never embarrasses me, she never lets me down, and she's just the shit, <laughs> all that, and the bag of chips, and the Pepsi, it's old niggas used to say back in the day, it's just great, so outstanding, yours and Negra too, and current events for the Met Ball, just, I got all the pictures, I, I saved it to my phone, I changed my screensaver, um, I'm waiting for this, rumor has it, excuse me, hold on, <coughs> sorry, rumor has it, um, her and Kendrick are, or, uh, there was, um, TMZ or somebody said that her and Kendrick were seen, or she was seen filming a video, so, people were, um, hoping that it was either her and Kendrick or the, or the song for Future, I tend to think it probably was Kendrick, just because that Future album's been out longer, and I feel like they was gonna do a video, they might have did it already, but I don't know, she's been busy, but, Hopefully it's, it's her and Kendrick with that loyalty. That shit is, that's probably, that and Duckworth is probably my favorite song on that album. I like God too. I don't know, that's, it's a few. I told you I was going to get back to y'all on whether that's an album is a classic or not. I, I'm not, it's a very good album. It's an excellent album. It's, to me, I'm not, I'm not gonna call it a classic, because like I said, I just, it didn't hit me like Good Kid, Mad City, and I haven't, I, I don't listen, I still listen, I listen to More Life more than I do Damn, and I'm not saying More Life is a classic, but it's just not one of those, I play it, and I groove to it, and then I turn, it's not one of them re, repeats over and over plays for me, like I play it like, you know, I didn't play it at all today, I, I think I listened to it yesterday, like a couple days I listened, so but it's a very good album, I love it, um, coming off of the Pimple Butterfly, I appreciate it, I appreciate Kendrick, but I, for me, it's, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm going, it's, to me, it's not hitting me like a classic, uh, I still think Good Kid, Mad City is a classic, I still put that on it today, and it still hits me the same, um, yeah, so, I, I stick by that. Alright, so, um, that's all for the years of negritude, and it's not that many current events, I told y'all, um, I made, well, I'm telling y'all now, unless it's something, like, super serious, like, you know, war is declared or something, I'm not discussing this fuck-ass president y'all elected no more, because I just, I mean, what's to say, it's just a shit show, every day is, is more ridiculous than the next, so, unless an impeachment comes up, or some huge news comes up, I, we just not gonna, every day there's a current event surrounding that motherfucker that I could discuss, but I, I just can't do it, so 
just so y'all know, I won't be no Trump. This this is this is no country for Donald Trump on this podcast, absent you know impeachment, Lord willing, or declaration of war. And we all finna die anyway. Um. So that being said, not that many current events. There's a few, one, two that popped up today that I wanted to discuss. I, I don't want to discuss, but I'm going to discuss a little bit, but not for the obvious reasons. So the, the um, so there was a um, this whole thing with Joe Button, Joe Button and Lil Yachty. Now there was an interview given today, yesterday. I don't know when, and you know it caused some controversy because um, Joe is coming. I, I don't. I ain't gonna lie, I've not heard. I, I know who little Yachty, little Yachty is. He was at the Met Ball posing with Rihanna. I seen him. I, I saw a Sprite commercial. I probably heard a few songs, but if I couldn't, I don't couldn't tell you what they were. Um, he's when people talk about mumble rap, that's that's who they're talking about uh, for the most part. Yachty and a few other people. I can name a whole bunch of people. I think is mumble rap and ain't, ain't new niggas. Any any nigga that's just rapping a bunch of dumb shit, or don't enunciate, or just whatever, I call him a mumble rapper anyway, which is part of going into what I'm about to say here, so, um, and there's a beef going on, because, well, not a beef, but yeah, Joe been hating on, put it like this, Joe been hating on Yachty for a minute, it wasn't just his interview, he been, you know, Joe got this podcast, it was called I'll Name It Later, now he didn't call the Joe Budden Podcast, which, I'll name this later was a better name, I don't know why he changed it, but whatever, that's the name I was gonna use for this one, but he took it and if I knew he wasn't gonna keep it, I would've just used my shit anyway, but whatever um, and he just been going in on this dude, and all kind of like the, the joint with Drake, although I didn't think his rant against Drake, I, I kinda agree with his rant against Views um, not the reason, you know I don't know if he's being a hater or whatever, but his, his critique of Views was, I agreed with it, cause I, I you know, y'all, my thoughts on views are down, and I think we all pretty much, except for the Drake groupies, uh, uh, pretty much decided that views is trash, and for why, but it don't matter, because more life is out now, and that shit still goes, and I don't care about y'all's opinions, and you only like two, three songs, I think it's a hot album, I like it, it's, it's some songs in there I like more than others, but to me, that's a press play and go album, you had a cookout, barbecue, whatever, over the summer, you could put that album on, y'all playing spades, y'all playing dominoes, you could put that album on, and you could let it play, that's a good album to me, it's way better than Views, it ain't no classic or nothing like that, and it's not, I don't even know if it's Drake's best album, but it's a good album, it's something on there for everybody, and if you don't like that joint, then you just don't like Drake, because, or, I don't know what, I don't know what your problem is, that's, that's a good album, More Life is a good album, um, and I still play that, I played it today, um, what was I saying, oh, so, the controversy broke out on Twitter, because, you know, personally, I, I think Joe Budden is a hater, um, I don't know if he's a hater in his heart, I don't know if he's a hater in his core, but I know in this particular situation, he's being a hater, and he's doing what a lot of these old, washed up New York rappers do, which is hating on these young boys, and, and you, it's trash, and it's mumble rap, and they're not this, and in the 90s we did this, and in the 2000 we did that, and these niggas are traveling, y'all being what our parents were, which were pains in the ass, who just fucking hating for no reason, and don't know what they talking about, and not trying to understand, and not trying to get in the culture, these young niggas, that not, listen man, the 90s is over, it's gone, yes, it was a golden era, but let's not act like everything in the 90s was golden, because it wasn't, it was a whole lot of trash, and it was a whole lot of trash rappers, so come on, man, like, these niggas try to act like 
between fucking, let's say, 88 and, and 99, that everybody was dropping classics, and every every album was Illmatic, and every album was Ready to Die, and, it, and every album was, it wasn't, it was a whole bunch of trash, there's so much trash rappers, I can't remember, I was sitting today, like, we should do a thread of, of trash rappers from the, from the night, and some, and listen, some of them trash rappers made some dope ass songs. Me personally, I think Snoop is a trash rapper. Like, I don't think Snoop is a good rapper at all. But Snoop is a legend, and Snoop got some. Snoop and Dre got some of the best songs ever. But like lyrically, he ain't. I mean, that was that was what the whole thing with the South was when the South Force started. We ain't like them niggas because they they raps was super basic. So it's a lot. It's listen. It's a lot of trash rappers that came out. Everybody ain't Andre 3000, everybody ain't Jay-Z, everybody ain't Nas, um, everybody ain't, um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank, whatever, y'all, y'all get my, the Wu-Tang, RZA, Ghostface, Suspect the Deck, everybody ain't them niggas, okay, Every, everybody wasn't making classinum, platinum plaques and, and classic hits and, and incarcerated scar faces, everybody wasn't doing that shit, okay, it was a bunch of trash out too, so cut that shit out, and, 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 and um, it really is just a tone all these old niggas it's just y'all came in and whatever the money was good and y'all got dicked out of y'all contracts and y'all got dicked out of y'all publishing or you know you wasn't paying attention or you was on drugs or whatever the case and now you broke or or, or you're not where you used to be and these young kids are out here they, they saw what y'all did they used y'all as an example Napster came through and, and, and crushed the buildings and they looking at that and they realizing they don't need a label they can do they can get on SoundCloud they can be independent they can um, sign these you know joint ventures whatever they want to do they can and, and they and they making money they out here getting rich and making money, performing and making records and ringtones and getting commercials and endorsements and all this shit. And you old niggas are mad. You old niggas are mad about it because they not out here rapping 30,000 bars to break beats and, and, you know, pure or whatever the fuck y'all be talking about. And so now y'all mad. And that's everything that was coming from Joe Button. And, and niggas was talking about, oh, he was trying to school him. School him to what? Listen, man. I know that some people have this, and this is, listen, this is not, Joe Button is, 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 is a, is a dope lyricist, I'll, I'll say that, and, and Pump It Up, I like that song too, but this nigga's track record, Google Joe Button, I'm not just talking about rap, this is, this motherfucker is, is, is not a dude whose advice I would take now, and whose advice I would take if I was Young Yachty, listen, anybody my age group and below, some of y'all know how old I am, some of y'all don't, I'm a Gen Xer, the last thing when we was 20, when we, 90s, in the 90s, the golden era 90s, when we was teens and we was 20s, and, and we was coming up in this culture, and we was getting our bop on the Diddy and, and Jigga and, and, and Nas and, and J-Ru and, and fucking all them Wu-Tangs and all the classic shit we had when we was young, and, and our parent, old nigga parents, 40, 50 year old parents in our ear, somebody was trash and it was garbage, it's not real music and what y'all doing and, blah, 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 and all that baby boomer bullshit the last thing we wanted to hear was from them motherfuckers cause they ain't no shit so, 
It's the same thing now. That's how y'all sound now. Y'all 40, 45, however old rappers calling niggas garbage and saying niggas ain't mumble rapping and ain't rapping about what I'm... That's how y'all sound. Like some fucking haters. Shut the fuck up. No 20-year-old shit is gonna be where you at. Especially not no one that's rich and, and got these Sprite endorsements and making money and out here touring and living his life. Like, it's, like leave them alone. You ain't gotta like everything. I don't like everything. I ain't like everything in the golden era either. Some of that shit I think was trash. Some of some people I like. Some people like Too Short. Too Short is one of my favorite rappers of all time, my nigga, of all time. Cause that nigga made some hits. Now he ain't no lyricist. And he ain't no great rapper. And his, you know, like skill wise, he's not great at all. But the nigga made some hits and when the West Coast was first starting out, when the West Coast was kind of really starting to bubble up, prior to, um, NWA and all the niggas, like, music coming out of the Bay, to me, I liked, I was even in the MC Hammer before MC Hammer went commercial, like, when MC, when MC Hammer was, was, um, still, before Too Legit to Quit and all that shit, before he got mad corny, I was in MC Hammer, I was in the DJ Quick, I was in the Too Short, MC Hammer had this group 357, all them Bay Area niggas, Farside, all them Bay Area niggas, I used to like, I liked their music, and I liked their music better than I liked the shit that was coming out of LA, until NWA broke, the shit that was coming out of LA was corny to me, that shit was mad, just, what the fuck is this, LA, um, Oakland niggas, not that they was like, really hard on their lyrics, and not that the music, not that they were like, they weren't Nas in them, but they, the music was hard, like, the, what they were saying, like, it, it resonated with a, a, a kid from Philly, like, I liked them, them Oakland niggas, I liked Luke, Dr. Luke in them, trash rap, <laughs> you know what I mean, that shit went, don't stop, get it, get it, niggas like, what is this bullshit, but it ain't matter, that shit was, was dope, when that shit came on the party, you, you dance, but they wasn't no, like, nobody mentions them as, like, great rappers, back then, they got clowned too, like, what is this, don't stop, get it, get it, they ain't really rapping, what is that bullshit, yeah, niggas was saying Luke and them was trash, niggas was saying Too Short and them was trash, but put them niggas on right now today, so, you know what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying, like, y'all stop hating on these young kids, it's a different sound, I like a lot, some of this shit trash now, don't get me wrong, and it ain't all the young niggas that's trash, but I like a lot of this young shit, I love Thugger, Yachty, I ain't, I ain't, I, 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 I need to Google him and listen to some of his shit, I heard the Sprite commercial, whatever, I, you know, I, I don't think that's gonna be for me, but Chance, um, Thugger, is, who's, out of all these new dudes, Thugger is actually probably my favorite, um, who else, I don't know, I, I'm drawing a blank, but, and half of these niggas, I'm, I don't know their name, I might know the song, oh, like, somebody, old auntie, oh, that's, that's that, who that sing that song, so, but, it just, I didn't like it, and, you know, some people was taking up for Joe, oh, well, he trying to school him by his deal, and, and y- Yanni ain't even know his deal, and this is how you get screwed, listen, I watched that interview, and I didn't take it as Yachty didn't know his deal. I took it as Yachty telling Joe, mind his business. Because, nigga, don't ask me about my... Di- Joe, Joe came across to me as somebody was trying to count his pockets. Well, what, you got a 360 deal, don't you? You got a 360 deal. First of all, all right, I'm an attorney. I'm not going into no great death. But, like, niggas, like, a 360 deal is not automatically bad. It, it's bad for some people. It's good for some others. For Yachty, it's actually probably good because... He's not the, he's not a chance level rapper. He's not a Kanye rapper. He's not a, a 
I don't know, a thug rapper, he's not, thug a rapper, he's not a, um, one of them dudes, so, without, he needs that, he might need that deal, that, 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 those connections, those deals, now the company is incentivized, they're gonna put you on this, this, this summer tour, that you might not, would have, never have gotten on on your own, because your, your music is not huge like that, but they, they gonna put you on that, they, this Sprite commercial, nigga, that's from the, the, whoever he signed to, got him that, as part of that 360 income, best believe, that nigga not getting no Sprite commercial by himself, okay, so, that's the first thing, like, nigga, you, y'all heard about some 360 deals in the 90s, and it was different than how y'all was making money, and the puppet people got raped, and maybe you not a, you might not be a 360 deal type artist, because you don't have that appeal, they can't put you in commercials because you beat women, they can't, you know what I mean, you don't have that Chris Brown, you you don't have that appeal but the young Yachty who the kids like and the white kids like, white kids love that kind of music, yeah we can make money so, the long story short of that is, I don't, I think that Yachty knows what his deal was my go to, when somebody is asking me a question and I don't want to answer or I just feel like it's none of their business is I don't know, I don't know what's his name, I don't know man, I don't know nothing about it you don't know who he signed to, nope and that's what I got from Yachty, because nigga, don't ask me about my deal, and it, it wasn't coming from a good place, because coming from a good place is y'all, dude, listen, make sure you got the right people, make sure your lawyer, you got a good lawyer, y'all tight, okay, don't be asking me what my deal is, are you in the 360, and then when I tell you, I'm happy, you ain't hate arguing him down, he not, he sound like an old, hating ass nigga that's projected. Cause that kid is 20 years old, he got national endorsements, he making all kinds of money, and you wanna argue him, he not happy, why? Cause you not happy, cause you mad that you squander whatever opportunities you have and these young kids ain't out here fucking up like y'all were, I, I didn't I didn't like that shit at all I, I, I didn't, and I don't think I think Yachty knows exactly what his deal was, because the first thing he said to Joe was, um, I gotta he said, I don't know, he said, do you have a 360, he was like, I don't know, do I? kind of like, nigga, you at, over there like you know everything, and you you don't know nothing, like, I don't know, do I got a 360? You know what I mean? Like, do you know what you're talking about? And then he said, I know I got a good lawyer, and I know I'm recouped. And those are two important points to know. So if you know those two points, you know what kind of deal you got. He just was, didn't want to tell that nigga, because the next question would have been like, okay, what's your advance? You know what I mean? Nigga, come on, man. You're trying to po- count my pockets. It's none of your business. I'm not telling you my deal. I'm not telling nobody my deal. That's my business. Don't worry about it. You just trying to be on here so you can hate. And honestly, all this, oh well, you could take advice from, you know, you need. it's good to take advice from people they make it. No, it's not, because what y'all don't understand about that is people who do make it, people who are successful, they fail all the time. Nobody just goes in and, and, and makes it. They fail, they learn, they adjust. Oh, don't do it this way, do it that way. Listen to people who are successful. Listen to people who make it. They are the ones, they can tell you the pitfalls and mistakes. This whole, oh, you can learn something from a drunk. That, that's nonsense, that's loser ass nonsense, only thing you can learn from a drunk is how to be a drunk, that motherfucker didn't make it, what are you gonna tell you, I don't need to hear your story, I can see you the cautionary tale just looking at you, sitting here angry yelling at a 20 year old talking about he not happy, that's all I need to see, I don't need to hear your story, I don't need to hear your advice, I don't want your advice, cause I don't wanna be 40 something years old sitting on TV screaming at a 20 year old rapper that's doing better than me so, I don't, that, I, I didn't, I didn't like it, I didn't think it was coming from a good place, I didn't think he was trying to help him, I didn't think he was trying to school him, and what you gonna school me on, my nigga, I got, I'm on TV in a Sprite ad, nationally, you sitting here in a white t-shirt, yelling at a kid, so, school me on what, my nigga, like, 
I'm sure he knows his deal. I'm sure he might not know the ins and outs and where every penny is going, but that's why you hire lawyers and agents and managers. But if you say to a nigga, hey, I know that I'm recouped and I know I got a good lawyer, that means I got a good team. They on my side. I trust them. They working for me. And don't worry about what my deal is. I believe, there's no way I don't believe that that boy with all the national ads doesn't know what kind of deal he has. And it could be a 360 deal. Just because it's a 360 deal doesn't mean it's bad. See, niggas, somebody told you motherfuckers that you gotta own you gotta own everything, and you gotta be a boss, and so now, a boss, quote fingers a boss, cause niggas don't even know what that mean, and so now everybody think they fucking Leor Cohen, or, or um, fucking Clive Davis, when the reality is, a 360 deal, depending on the kind of artist you are, and what you do, and where you at in your career, and what you're trying to do, may actually be helpful for you, you have to run the numbers, because a lot of niggas talking about ownership, and this and that, and want control, you got, they, they got ownership, and they got control, 100% of nothing, because, um, 10% of Nike, is better than 90% of, some shit ass company, and yeah, they, oh, well we gonna give you stock, I got ownership, I got 80% ownership, you got 80% ownership in 100 grand, my nigga, you could've took 10% royalty from Nike, and been making 20 mil, you gotta run the numbers, see, so, you know, niggas don't be knowing what they talking about, niggas hear cold words, and everybody wanna be an exec, and everybody know everything about everything, chill out, that, Yachty is doing okay, Yachty got national ads, that's money, he's doing okay, and that 360 deal put him in a position to, to do that, and for a lot of new artists, it, if you just starting out, it might, it just depends, it might not make sense, you might, somebody like a Remy Ma, maybe, you know, and then it's different kind of 360s, the 360 that you're gonna give uh, uh, artists that you build in, that, you, that you're trying to promote and don't really know, is gonna be different than the 360 deal you're gonna get to somebody that kind of already has a following like a Remy Ma, because she don't really, she's already known, so she needs you to maybe make her bigger, not make her known, so it's gonna be different, and as we all know, or people in the, in any kind of industry know, contracts can always be renegotiated, so just because you sign a 360 deal that's heavy in the management company's favor when you first start, that don't mean three, four, five years down the road, y'all can't renegotiate now, because, you know, hey, I can take my talents to South Beach, you know, in a little bit, or, you know, we can renegotiate this deal, and, um, you, and we can, you know, I can re-sign with you, or re-up with you, and we can continue this relationship, or I can let this shit run out, and then try to go somewhere else, you know, so, it's, it's, it's all kinda, shut up, like, I just didn't, I, that was whack, he was hating on him, he's been hating on him, all you old niggas is just screaming and hollering on these young boys cause you mad, because they figured it out, and because they out here, and they making money, and they not getting whored out, and they didn't, you know, lose, they, they didn't sign away their publishing, and they didn't, you know, got some other, got one hit, and couldn't do nothing else, because they didn't clear their samples, or whatever the case, so, just, shut the fuck up with that, that, that shit was, Joe, is a hating ass nigga, and look at his track record, if I'm 20 year old Yachty, I'm not gonna listen to him either, this nigga, and I'm not gonna repeat the allegations, cause I'm not even sure if they are all true, but he's been accused of beating several women, he's been accused of beating, uh, his ex so bad that she lost their baby, um, he's been a rest haven for hoes, which we all know from Love and Hip Hop, um, and he's had drug issues, and, you know, like, just... He should, he should listen to Joe, Joe trying to school him, you can learn from a nigga like that, can't learn shit, shut up, hating ass nigga, alright, um, 
I think that's pretty much it on the current events. It wasn't, it wasn't too much else that I can quite recall. Today has been a busy day, so um, I'm going off the dome. I don't have any notes, but that's okay. Um, because I wanted to devote a little bit extra time since last week. I really, I really was primed to discuss the shows last week, but I had a guest and we um, talked about cooking. But it's fine because the um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, the first two reunion shows, you know, it's kind of anticlimactic. It took us up to the third one to really get it popping. So I guess, um, you know, it's as good a time as any to review it. And I don't have a lot to say. I told y'all before about how I feel, how, um, I told y'all my opinion before. I feel like um, a lot of people don't like Kenya because they don't like Kenya for whatever reason. But I think Kenya actually handles herself very well. I think Kenya is coming off um, great on the reunion and I know some of y'all ride or die for Phaedra and Portia, I think Phaedra and Portia look silly, I think they look immature, um, Phaedra's a liar and, um, old girl Shamia is making sure the world knows it, um, and thank God, like, I don't know how, how it took Shamia to get it, I guess cause she knew on the show, but, um, she was very calm she never lost her demeanor, and Phaedra just played herself, and Phaedra I tell y'all, this fake church girl shit she doing, it's not for me. I don't like it. I don't like people like that. She is like every fucking fake church freak chick I ever met. Fake and pious. And and, and listen, it, it just, be, just be real. I'm not, it's not even a judgment thing. It's just like, I don't like people who, who do the things that everybody else does, which nothing wrong with those things, we're all adults, we're all consenting adults, you're not hurting nobody, but try to play this pious role, and then try to turn around and shame other people for doing it, I don't like that, I don't like that hypocritical shit that y'all do, so I just don't like her, um, and I just thought, I just thought Kenya, I just don't think Portia's smart enough for Kenya, and Portia gets frustrated because she doesn't know how to use her words, she doesn't listen, she's just like, she's just like a kid, like, like, she's just, her mouth is gonna be, she's just like a child, like, when you argue with somebody that's immature, that's a child, like, they just always gotta be saying something, they always gotta have the last word, they always just gotta have to say something back, it's not about, they're just not mature, and like, it's just, it's just, Portia's just like that, and it's like, you don't argue with people like that, like, you're not listening, if, cause if you would just shut your mouth, and listen, and process the information that is being given to you, you will realize that Phaedra is the one that has caused all these problems for you, with all these lies, and, and all this going back and forth, and gossiping that she's doing, and setting you up for the fall, and got you up here looking like a fucking fool, but you're so stupid, and you're so dumb, and you think that the way to deal with things is to just make up rumors and lies, and, and calling, and telling Kenya shut the fuck up, like you think, like, that's how immature you are, like, because you, you think you won that, but you really didn't, because Kenya was sitting there looking very calm, and very relaxed, and Kenya tells the truth, this is what I've been telling y'all about Kenya all along, yes, she's a stunt queen, yes, she does things that maybe she should not, but she does not lie, and the things that she says out of her mouth are accurate, she calls people on this, she called Phaedra, she called Apollo, she has called Portia, she does not lie, y'all might not like her, y'all might not like that she rents a boyfriend, again, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, I think it's actually probably kind of smart, because that's how you keep your business to yourself, because outside of these niggas going on the radio later, like dumbasses, talking about 
she paid them. You don't know anything about who she really dates, who she goes with, anything. So, I mean, people's on Twitter, well, that's the worst. At least I ain't renting a man. I can't rent it. It's like, okay, girl, you ain't got $10,000 to pay nobody to rent in the first place. So, please shut up, okay? If she, it makes sense to me. If you want to be my boy, I mean, honestly, I don't know what the niggas is complaining about. She's trying to put some money in your pocket. Hey, you want to go on the show and be my boyfriend? I pay you $10,000 for these. I ain't, really ain't got to give you nothing because most of the people get on here just to get on here. Or, you know, you can work it out yourself with Bravo, but they probably not going to pay you shit. But if you want to come on here and be in some scenes with me as my boyfriend and I take you around, I give you $10,000. Like, I don't know what y'all are complaining about about that. And uh, But every season, as soon as the show is over, here come Dumb and Dumber on the radio. Well, you know that Walter, well, you know that was all fake, we ain't really go together, you know what I mean, okay, alright Walter, we ain't seen you on TV since, so, you know what I mean, like, what, what is the point of all of this, and if you ain't wanna be on the show, cause you too good for that, and you don't do reality TV and all this shit you niggas be talking about, then you shouldn't have went on there, you know, and she could have found somebody else, so, I don't know, y'all think that's such a drag on Kenya, I don't, I, 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 you know, I did at first, before I realized what was going on, and before I realized she wasn't as crazy as, as people was making it out, um, so, yeah, that occurred, um, Peter and Cynthia, um, I felt Peter, like, I, I, listen, people was like, why he walk off, Cynthia's sitting there looking fine as hell, fine as hell, you didn't, he loves her, never wanted to divorce her, he would still be married to her if it was up to him, and there she goes sitting there looking fine, and being nice, and not, you know, it's not a bitter divorce, it's not, you know, they, they handling it like adults, like, not every divorce is the mess that some of these other people go through, they're handling it well, and he felt the way, I know, listen man, he talking about he dated a girl he likes a whole lot, I bet you he do like that girl a whole lot, but listen, if it ain't the one you wanna be with, it ain't the same, you could like them a lot, it could be hoes everywhere, it could be the baddest bitches, if it ain't the one you want, then it is not the same, and I felt that Peter, so I was not mad at you for getting up and walking off, that, I know that shit had to hurt, like a foot in your chest, um, even, you know, talking about that shit, the man obviously still loves her, he didn't, and he would still be married to her if he could, so I, I can't fault you for that, Peter um, I know that feeling, um what else back to Shamia, because Shamia I, I, I almost didn't want to talk about it cause she did such a good job of getting Portia out the paint, I mean Portia, sorry Portia too, but getting uh, Phaedra out the paint, and I just, I, thank God because Candy, you know, Candy sticks to the facts, and Candy gets, Candy gets emotional, Candy, when she get upset, starts to cry and gets emotional, and, um, you know, I'm kind of like that too, I, I, I don't necessarily cry, but I, that's why I try to stay calm, and I try not to let people get to me, because once I go on 10, you know, we might all be going down to the jailhouse, so, that's what Candy kind of undercuts herself because Candy be making points and Candy be right, but once she starts crying, it, you know, you just when you when you get out of your emotions like that, people can use that as an excuse to ignore what you're saying and and make it about you being emotional or make it, a, you know, what I mean, like it, it it just cuts against your argument. But Shamia stayed calm the whole time and she just struck back at Phaedra for all these digs and shots that Phaedra's always throwing at other people, and I love it because you know Phaedra's favorite go to. Somebody ain't got a man, somebody ain't got a husband, somebody is a whore. So Shamia was like, okay, well, where's your husband at now? Because I'm married. Shamia was kept holding, he put a ring in her face. I'm married, you divorced. 
uh, you can, you know, you, you can write him letters. Fajr's talking about, yeah, you can write him letters now, too, because he divorced, yeah, from you. Like, she, oh, Shamia was killing her. Kenya was killing her. And I'm sorry. Uh, none of them, I, again, I said it before. Y'all talk about epic drag. I didn't think there was an epic drag at all. And, and, and the reason why is for just now. Because now you sitting up there, divorced from your jelly bird husband, who's in jail for scamming and fraud, looking stupid, talking about who ain't got a husband. This is what happens when you try to shame people for not being married or think you better than somebody because you got a man. And nobody want that jelly bird. He was sitting up on stage with you with an ankle bracelet on. Like, okay, girl, if that's, if that's what I got to do to have a man, I'm good. So, Shamir was just killing her, calling her on all the, on all the lies. Um, Candy was trying to talk Portia. <laughs> Candy bust her heart. She was trying to talk Portia through it, trying to get Portia to understand that it's Phaedra is the one that is causing all the problems. However, up until the last second of the show, um, Candy is still not aware, and we're still not aware that Phaedra is the one that told Portia about the sex dungeon thing. So this rumor that Portia has been started that caused, a, a, not a rumor, this lie that Portia has been repeating that is, you know, basically saying that Todd and Candy have planned on raping her, because that's what you do when you slip somebody a drug and take them to a sex dungeon and have sex with them against their will, that's rape, okay? That's a very serious thing, and you can't just go around town of where people are living their lives and having their professions saying things like that because that's a crime, right? So that's why it's a big fucking deal. And Portia dumbass acting like she don't understand that. Like, girl, you're not just out here saying some rumors like, oh, well, I heard they broke or, you know, dumb shit you read on the blogs. You, that's some serious shit you're saying. And so Candy is trying to, like, get Portia to understand this, but Portia don't understand nothing because she's dumb. And right at the last second, when Candy and Portia are going back and forth, Portia says, well, I'm not gonna, you served me with a cease and desist letter, so I'm not gonna say anything anymore, because I don't wanna violate the search, search, cease and desist letter, so I'm gonna let Phaedra, since Phaedra's the one that told me. And when she says that, Candy's face lights up, and Candy says, you are the one that told her that, and it cuts, so... Net, this week coming up is when we're going to see all the fireworks and all the bells and whistles because it has finally come out, which I, we didn't know. We knew Phaedra was the one that said her and Shamia was having, so she did the thing with her hand motion with her finger, which she tried to lie about. She confronted directly about it and tried to deflect, and well, Phaedra liked to compare the lies and the schemes and the vindictive, purposeful shit she does to, well, Kenya was laughing when we was having dinner at the table. Girl, that's not cl- even close to the same thing. That's not what we are talking about. Is it? Di- and this is why, again, I say Kenya doesn't bother me because it's a difference between pulling stunts and written boyfriends and, you know, following somebody outside and asking about an anger management. Yeah, all those things are, are you know, things that are meant to give her a storyline and pop stuff off. Yes. Yes, but those are things that are harmless. Those aren't things that are hurting anybody. Those are things you can ignore or choose not to uh, engage in or just say whatever. That's different than what Phaedra does, which is deliberately tell lies. She's trying to hurt Candy and her Candy and Todd and their reputations because she never was Candy's friend. She's trying to. She does things that try to damage people, that tries to hurt them, that is that spreading lies. The things she did with Johnny, and then she tried to say she didn't. Listen, I'm an attorney, okay? Don't act like 
you didn't know what you were doing. That's your profession. That's your job. If you wanted to take the case, you could have just said that. Look, Candy, the man, the boy came into me. He said he had a, a a claim. I'm an attorney. This is my job. I didn't take the claim. It was a conflict of interest for obvious reasons. But I sent them to the to to the other lawyer, and the other lawyer said he had a case. Fine, but that's not what happened. You were sitting there. You were doing your calculations. Come on, oh, I did a little rough calculation, bitch. You instigated that shit, you pushed that shit, you meddled in that shit, and you did it purposely because you was trying to hurt Candy with it. And and that's what you did. And stop sitting there and trying to hide behind and act like, oh, well, he, I didn't know anything about it. He just came to me. He, You knew everything about it. You had the calculations that she was only paying you $2 an hour and all this bullshit. You instigated that shit, and you did it on purpose. And you knew, as an attorney, maybe you didn't know exactly, you didn't know the rule of law because that's not your area. But I'm an attorney, and I knew watching it on TV to claim he was saying was bullshit and it turns out it was, and that's the only thing they took him on was that wage claim, and that's something you can pursue, all this I told you about the idea of a restaurant, and then you open it, let me tell you something man, ideas are not protectable, that's why we have such thing called copyright, that's why they tell you don't tell people your ideas, that's why the, um, you know, if you if you have an idea, you need to keep it to yourself, you need to execute it, you need to copyright, you need to trademark, or whatever it's going to be, execute it, get it out there, and do it, because anybody can take your idea and make something off of it, and they don't owe you shit, because ideas float through the air like molecules, anybody can grab them, and there's nothing new under the sun, so unless you Bill Gates or somebody, then you came up with an idea for a goddamn computer, so... I knew watching on TV that he didn't have no case because there's no such claim as I gave her, I gave her the idea. I said, we should open a restaurant. And next thing I know, she opened a restaurant. Like you the first person to ever think of opening a restaurant and y'all opened the first restaurant to ever existed in the world. Like nigga, what are you talking about? I knew that shit won the claim and Phaedra goddamn knew it too. She was being messy and trying to cause issues and, and, Candy called her on it, and I don't like that bitch is the long and short of it, because she's vindictive and she does these things for no reason and she fakes and fronts, just like she's really upset about this whole Apollo thing, and tried to act like she's not but that's why she blew up on Kenya about that divorce party, and I don't think Kenya meant anything bad by it perhaps it was a bad idea perhaps it was in bad taste, I don't know, because I know a lot of people who are you know, they be like, yeah girl, I'm free I'm divorced now, I'm out, see, not everybody it's ups- I understand it's an upsetting thing, but some people, when they get divorced, they happy, they free, so I don't think she meant that in a vindictive way, I mean, but if it bothered you, it bothered you, I thought the way Cynthia handled it was fine, which was, oh, I really didn't want a divorce party, but I understand that you're trying to do something nice, Phaedra turned it into a whole other thing, bringing up old shit, trying to make it about some shit that would, we already knew was a lie, that her husband already said was a lie, trying to make it about this text and all this dumb shit that it was not about, and she does the same thing with Candy, I don't know what, really what, I mean, the beef started with the thing about Todd saying he didn't pay him in the videotape, but I feel like, I think, that she really got upset when she found out that I think she, remember when Apollo, if y'all watch, remember when Apollo was still out, and he had printed out the paperwork that she was cheating with Mr. Chocolate, whoever it was, she had them texts printed, and she was showing it around to everybody that Phaedra was cheating, I think it goes back to that, because Candy knew that back then, that she was going around with Mr. Chocolate, who the hell else ever, and, and Phaedra pays this front, again, she lied to her own mama about conceiving her child with her husband, like she lies about everything, she came on the show line about how they met, and so I think that 
what it is, is Candy and Todd and them figured out that she's full of shit, and Todd alluded to that, Todd was like, look man, it, we know a lot of stuff, we can say a lot of stuff, but it ain't no use, because we know the feds is watching, and we not like you, we not gonna be out here calling the feds on people, and saying stuff like, we know you wasn't on that scam, because we know the feds is watching, and it's no need, like you out here playing yourself all by yourself, you don't need no help from us, and we ain't no, we ain't dumb kind of niggas anyway, you sit over there and do what you wanna do, but we not those kind of niggas, so that's what I think it is, I think ultimately, Phaedra's full of shit, and now she, her business is out on the street, because he got caught, Apollo got caught in that fraud, and nobody with good sense thinks that Phaedra didn't have anything, didn't know anything about it, didn't have anything to do with it, and if you did, I don't know how you would, how you would, uh, uh, attorney at law, and don't know that your husband is laundering money, your husband bringing in millions of dollars, and don't, you don't know what he does, and where he works, you play them old clips, and whenever they explain what Apollo does, that, she knew what the fuck was going on, so, and I think it's all stems back to just the facade falling down, people figuring out she was cheating, she mad at Kenya because Apollo wanted Kenya, because Kenya didn't want Apollo, Apollo was trying to get with Kenya, and I'm sure, just like Kenya said, if she did want to go to his hotel room and did want to have sex with him, it would have happened, she was not interested for whatever reason, probably because he's I'm sure Kenya and all them people on the left side of the couch, Kenya, Todd, Cynthia, Candy, and all the people that were sitting on on that side of the couch that's living in Atlanta, I'm sure they know way more about, you know the word on the street, somebody in Atlanta know that whole scam, somebody in Atlanta know what they was doing, because you can't operate a scam like that without a whole bunch of people, so I'm sure they all know more about that than they letting on, Mama Joyce, somebody, you know, Mama Joyce stay with her, her ear to the street, so they probably know a little bit more than, than what they saying on the show for whatever reason. Um, and I think, I think the reason probably Apollo has never said anything about her being involved is because she is an attorney, so I'm sure she was smart enough not to have her name on any paperwork, because I'm sure the feds looked, and I'm sure she's smart enough not to have her name on any paperwork, but like Todd said, I'm sure they're still watching and waiting for her to fuck up, for her to make a mistake, for her to say the wrong thing to the wrong person, because a lot of her, I remember when it went down, they said a lot of her, uh, her name was on a lot of that paperwork, which don't mean nothing, when you form corporations for people, I've, I've formed people's corporations if you look up there at LLCs or whatever you'll see my name on the paperwork too because as, as an attorney I formed it for them and I and I, and I I would have been their representative so that doesn't mean anything just because her name's on the paperwork but it means more when it's on the paperwork of your husband who lives in the house with you who's running scams, stealing people's credit cards and, and all that shit um, so yeah, I also believe I believe Phaedra called the feds on Candy and them. Now, I know that the feds could just have easily have been watching TV and seen, uh, saw that, but Phaedra's reaction on that show to, um, t- uh, Todd and, I mean, sorry, yeah, Todd and, um, Peter and them having some of Apollo's stuff, she was mad at Candy for some of that. And that was prior to the check, and I think that was also when she really started flipping out, because she was like, well, I don't understand, it's my friend, why you wouldn't tell me? And Candy said, well, I, th- and that's, this is, this is, I paid attention to that part, because Candy said, well, I thought you knew, because you knew everything else that was going on, so I, I did, how was I to know that your husband had came to me to say, please hold my motorcycle, and didn't say anything to you about it, and Candy said that, and ever since she said that, I, Phaedra, that's when Phaedra started acting funny, so I think it goes back, again, I think it goes back to 
everybody knows that you full of shit, and your little facade of this happy family and all that you uh, had is falling down, and now you mad, and you know that Candy and Todd and them know your shit, because make no mistake, Candy Burris is richer than all them bitches on that couch, because if you don't know, Candy Burris, member of Escape, wrote No Scrubs, and a whole bunch of other, um, songs that was huge hits in the 90s that she is still getting publishing money from, and even right now, that Ed Sheeran got one on the um, charts that she has a writing credit on, so Candy Burris is rich, Candy Burris got more money than everybody on that couch, Candy Burris still getting checks from TLC records, okay, so um you know, Phaedra and them ain't, 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 um ain't, Todd, Todd and, and, and Candy really ain't pressed for no no exercise check from, from Phaedra, so all that she was on TV trying to make it like they was broke and they needed money, girl your husband is in jail on federal racketeering charges and didn't just got caught in jail for doing more frauds out of jail and you sitting on there talking about somebody else running through sofa cushions for nickels, girl, bye um yeah, so I think so again, this week will be the episode that'll, that'll really we'll, we'll really see what um what happened, and supposedly, and I'm not, no, I'm not sure if this shoot true, I've heard both versions, but supposedly Phaedra got fired from the show behind that, because this is what they're saying in the blogs, I haven't heard an official announcement that she got fired, but supposedly, um, the story, the rumor is that that cease and desist that Portia was referring to was not sent by Candy, it was sent by Phaedra, Phaedra forged it like it was from Candy in order to get um, Portia to stop talking about the sex dungeon thing so that it wouldn't come out that it was Phaedra who said it, supposedly that's the rumor, and and supposedly Phaedra tried to blame it on one of the producers, like you know how she lies, oh no that wasn't me, such and such, and sent it and I didn't know nothing about, you know she don't never know nothing about nothing Phaedra's a preacher's kid, which makes total sense to me, if you know anything about preacher's kids, you know how they be that's how they be, um, and so she wasn't taking responsibility, she tried to put on the producer, and I heard that that pissed, finally pissed Bravo Andy and them off, and they fired her, like, again, I don't know if that's a true rumor, but you could tell by watching this show, between this season and last season, that the producers seem like they are good and fed up with Phaedra, because every time Phaedra would tell a lie, they, they would put it in there that she was lying, that, that montage they did with her and Todd, where she claimed that she gave Todd the money, and Todd pulled them checks out and showed it to the producers made sure they showed that, every time she told a lie, they would show the clip of her lying, they would show the scene of her, I never said that, such and such, such and such said it, and they'll show the scene where Phaedra's saying exactly what she just said she didn't say, so I feel like the producers have been fed up with her for a minute and tired of her lies, so if that is true that she did get fired because she tried to blame something on a producer, I, it would make sense to me, but I don't know, maybe somebody out there in listener land know if that's true for sure, because I've also read that Nene is getting a spinoff show, which I won't be watching that, because I'm tired of Nene, and her wedding show, I never watched, and I, you know, I don't need a whole show of Nene, like, I, Nene got on my nerves as an ensemble, I really don't need a whole show of her, and I'm just not... I have certain reality shows that I watch, and it's not all of them, I watch Love and Hip Hop, because I just think it's funny, and especially Atlanta, it's just entertaining to me, I'm sorry if y'all think it's trash, or y'all don't like it, or whatever, I do, it's funny to me, I could, again, I could do without some of these newer people, but I just, I don't know, Jocelyn is hilarious to me, um, so, speaking of Love and Hip Hop, moving on, so this week, um, 
I'm not even going to discuss last week because I don't even recall what happened last week because it was them others, them randoms. Oh, no, it wasn't. Actually, it was last week is when um <laughs> is when Melissa told Mimi that she's lucky to have met her. So I was liking Melissa at first. I was thinking Melissa is, is you know, it's probably too good to be on the show. But after the last week, I don't know. I feel like she's kind of corny. The whole thing with Ariane and, and I don't know. I just thought it was, I just thought it was corny. Like I'm not, I understand you friend with Jocelyn, but I feel like the way she's handling it is real whack. Like you could be friends with Jocelyn. You know that Jocelyn and Mimi don't like each other. So you just play it like that. Like don't do this sneaky behind the back. Um, we, you know, I'm not gonna tell you the extent of our relationship type shit, like, you should've just been like, look, Mimi, I've known Jocelyn a lot longer than I've known you, I know y'all don't rock with each other like that, but I'm just letting you know, we are friends, and you know, I went to this video with her, you ain't gotta be there, please don't say nothing about her, and I won't let her say nothing about you, that's y'all beef, I ain't got nothing to do with it, that's all she had to do, the way she kinda carrying it is kinda whack and corny, and then she tried to make it like, Ariane says something because she mad that she not with her no more and it comes to find out that that was like years ago and I don't know if any of y'all see Ariane's girlfriend but her she ain't worried about no Melissa trust me her girlfriend is very attractive and is like a DJ and I really doubt that Ariane is pressed for Melissa um so she kinda looked whack to me a little bit um this week though <laughs> This week was Jocelyn's baby special, and I said I wasn't going to watch it, and then when I watched it, I said I wasn't going to like it, but this is what I will say about Jocelyn Hernandez. I we If you watch the show, you know her background. She grew up dirt poor. Her parents were not the best, um, kind of left them to the wolves. Um, she has a brother, which I didn't know, but she has a brother, but this is what I will say. Jocelyn seems to be sincere in wanting to do better and wanting to be a good mother and wanting to raise her daughter and better and not how she was raised and, and to do things better and to know better and to do better. And she seems very sincere in that. And she has come a long way. If y'all remember when she first started on the show, she's come a very long way. She's working on herself. She's trying to do better. She's, she's, I don't, you know, I guess she's going to therapy. I don't know who she's talking to or whatever, but you can see the progress, and not just the progress, you can, you can see that it's sincere. And, you know, I've always say you can't really control where you come from, you can't really control where you start out from, but you can, your, your circumstances you start in don't have to be the ones you end in, and they don't have to define you, and it's okay to grow up beyond your upbringing, it's okay to say, you know what, the things that I were taught, and how I came up, that's not the right way, I understand my parents maybe did the best they could, or whatever, whatever the case, or maybe they didn't do the best they could, maybe they had some shitty ass parents, but uh, you know, I want to be better, I don't want to be that way, I want to be this way, I want to do things the right way, I, that's admirable in a person, and so I, I feel like I like Jocelyn because I feel like she's sincere in that and she she, she just kept saying on the whole special, man, I'm nervous I, I, I want to be a good mom and usually the people who are worried about that those are the ones that, you know they make good parents, it's the one, it's the parents that just think they know everything, well if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you, and my mama told me the sun go around the moon, and the moon don't go around the sun, and that's just the way it is and, uh, and them the niggas that usually be terrible parents, right, the ones that worry, like, oh my god, am I going, you know, am I going to 
mess up her life? Am I gonna be a good parent? Please let me be a good parent. Please don't make me mistakes. Those usually be the good ones. And she seems like that to me. Now, she got a lot of challenges, but I ain't making Jocelyn Mother Teresa. We know she done pulled some stunts since. And the whole thing with her and Stevie and all of that. But I think the effort is sincere. And I think that, you know, she really wants to do a good job. And she really, and, and you know, I don't know. It was endearing. Like, I liked it. And I and I like her. She's funny to me. And I wish her luck. Like, I, I hope, you know, I hope it works out. Like, I hope, you know, I hope she gets to do everything that she wants to do. Because she come a long way. And I just appreciate people who you know, try to do it right, and try to get it right, and, you know, I made mistakes in the past, and, you know, try to, try to fix things, I appreciate people like that more than I appreciate motherfuckers who's just stuck on stupid, and just want to be ignorant, and don't never want to learn nothing, well, the Bible say, and all, you know, all these niggas out here, so, you know, I, 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 I didn't hate it, I don't, you know, they, it, it was doing a little most of me, because, they showed a lot, they showed her giving birth, they, showed, it was a lot, I was like, oh, this, I don't know if we need to see all this, they showed the baby coming out with this, cause she had a, um, a natural birth, is that it, yeah, in the pool, I ain't having no babies, but you ain't never got to worry about mulatto cows in no pool, no, I'm going to the hospital, shoot, I, listen, I'm sorry baby, I, I wasn't born natural, I was born in the hospital, I think I came out alright, I don't know if that's considered abuse or whatever, but like, nigga, I'm not breaking my body in half, like nah, until they showed it, and um, she had the baby, and, you know, it was cool, and I always wonder, like, what they do with that pool water, cause, you know, it's all kind of bullshit, ugh, the shit, and piss, and I don't know, everything that come out of you have a baby, who, who, who empties the water, where y'all put that at, I was just wondering, anybody know, ugh, I was like, ugh, who gonna empty that pool water, um, gross, anyway, and then you gotta get in the water with, ugh, 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 no, um, okay, alright, so, that's it, like, I didn't, um, what's the name, oh, well, we can do Black Ink real quick, that comes on tonight, um, so this week is gonna be the better episode, so, so last week, um, um, C's finally found out about Duchess with this other dude, and then the, the girl Kit, which, I don't know, Kit kinda played itself to me, because I understand, like, not liking what Duchess had to say about you, but honestly, like, you ain't really been dating C's that long, y'all not exclusive, you only been, been fucked a nigga once or twice, it ain't, y'all ain't even been together that long, you wanna go up to Duchess and find out why she's saying this shit about you, you know why she's saying this shit about you, and it ain't that deep, like, so I think she played herself with that, like, I wouldn't have had nothing to say with Duchess, like, I don't give a fuck about that bitch, y'all not together, y'all ain't, I don't care, and so from that point of view, <laughs> I kind of was agreeing with what Duchess said, I, f- I felt like what du- Duchess's point on that was correct, like, girl, you came here uh, to talk about whatever you want to talk about, I don't know, I don't care about that nigga, that's my ex, you with him now, fine, I'm not with him now, so I got that point from Duchess, I actually was kind of on Duchess' side with that, I felt like she was right about that, but that punk bitch pulled that mace out, and sprayed that girl in the face, and then ran behind security, that is the wackest shit I ever seen in my life, like, and honestly, like, if I was kid, I would have been hot too, because I feel like the, the guards, the security, they should have let her chase Duchess at least, and get some licks in, and then pull them off, like, y'all complicit, I feel like y'all complicit, if y'all let a bitch, mace a bitch in the face, and then grab that the girl that got maced, and don't let her get to the other girl, like, I feel like that's not fair, I feel like y'all should at least let that girl get one lick off, 
because you know what I mean if you gonna mace me mace me and stand there don't mace me and then run away and jump behind security that's bitch shit I'm sorry y'all I know we all grown and we ain't trying to throw our hips and backs out fighting and shit I'm not gonna fight anyway cause I've been trained to kill and I'm not going to jail for none of y'all motherfuckers but I'm just saying like don't don't do that I thought that was I thought that was fucked up and I totally understood Kim Kim being pissed talking about that just gonna be a dead bitch on the phone probably calling her riders and I could not blame her cause that is the punkest shit you ever could think oh my god, not that she maced her which was bad enough, but you maced her and then you ran like a little bitch like come on, but you gonna mace me stand there, you know what I'm saying like you gonna start at the fight, cause it wasn't physical you made it physical, so you wanna shoot me with some mace, oh, you fucked up cause that shit did not get that girl, she turned right around with that bottle and you should, y'all should've been scrapping and I just thought cause security was complicit I don't think they should've allowed that to occur I don't think they should've stood between that girl and that door like that, but listen the fight with security, that scuffle when she was <laughs> that shit happened <laughs> I was laughing, I laughed because she was like oh, get off <laughs> she kept struggling like get off me let me go, and she kept trying to get to the door but she was so fucking small that it just wasn't working like dude was just holding her like one hand like <laughs> and she was struggling like <laughs> you like <laughs> oh she was making them struggle noises <laughs> it was funny <laughs> she went on for like five minutes she kept trying to get it free and she was like grunting it <laughs> that shit was comical then she kept she was like trying to walk off and spin and run back like he wasn't going to catch her like girl that nigga's like 6'5", 250 you like 5'3", 125 like you was <laughs> It's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> I felt it. I would have been pissed and mad, too. But that shit was funny to me, man. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. So, this week is on now. Oh, shit. Um, scammer wife done miscarry her baby. So, I guess to her, that's the same as having one. A girl says she have a habit of having kids and leaving. And I believe it. Because now she left Oh, shit. Because probably she done came to New York. She done seen what she gonna see. Seen he a bum. Had the baby. Baby miscarried. You know what? There's a good time as any to get away from this scammer ass nigga. Let me go. So, I think that's what occurred with that. Um, we'll see this week. I told y'all I was gonna have some new show suggestions for y'all. So, of course, Game of Thrones is coming. But, um, Fargo. You niggas do not watch Fargo. And I'm telling you, it's really good. I told y'all about the Americans, right? Trust me. Fargo is good like that. So, uh, I think it comes on Tuesday night at 10 on FX again. Um, that's a good show to watch. Um, I just started watching this American Gods. I don't know too much about it. I guess it's a, um, a graphic novel, kind of like the 300. I, I, um, I don't know. I've seen it. I had the first episode on y'all know how I am with the comics, like, it's not really my thing, I, I, not, not, not really, comics, not my thing at all, I love the 300, because it was, um, historical, and it's about war, and the graphics, and the storytelling, and all of that, and I feel like they're trying to do this with American Gods, but it doesn't have me thus far, but, you know, I'm gonna keep watching and see if the plot kicks in, and see if I like it, but I don't know about that one, um, I told y'all about the White Princess, which I'm behind on, I gotta catch up, um, that's very good, um, Oh, and on Netflix, I started watching Dear White People, which is the new series from the movie, which I saw. I like, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, anybody that went to, you know, I went to Cornell, and anybody who went to an Ivy League school that's black, 
it was very spot on, it was very just like it was, especially, you know, with the dining halls and everything, and so I thought it was good, and this, and, but the tea, but the, sh- some people didn't like it, I don't know, they, I don't know what the problems with it was, I thought it was good, the movie, but the series on Netflix, though, um, is actually, they, they switched it up, they switched the plot a little bit, and it's actually, um, a little bit better than the movie, so, um, and it, highly, um, recommended, it's really good, um, uh, something else on Netflix, I'm gonna tell y'all about, uh, oh, no, not Netflix, Hulu, The Handmaid's Tale, but I got a beef with Hulu, like, like, what the fuck, like, the streaming service is, you drop this, the show, and we stay up like crackheads, and we watch every episode, Hulu doing this shit where they drop, and they drop the first three episodes, and then you gotta wait for them to put the new episode on, what the shit is that? Who pays for a streaming service to watch like network? I ain't trying to wait a week to see the new episode. Put the shit all out at once. I'm not paying you $8.99 or $11.99 for the HD. And I gotta wait for you to put a new episode out. That don't make no sense. It's a streaming service. Why would I do that? Why would I pay for that? It's the whole point of streaming. You watch it when you want, on demand, at your leisure. Y'all trying to act like y'all a TV channel and think I'm gonna pay extra? Nah. So I'm doing this free trial for Handmaid's Tale. And then I'm canceling that shit because y'all are bugging. Like, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm getting into it, like, oh, this is good, and next thing I know, oh, new episode next week, after the third one, what the fuck is this? Come on, man, y'all hustling backwards, that ain't, that ain't what we doing, man, the, the streaming is the future, y'all in the past. I don't know who told y'all about that, but y'all, that's, if people canceling, that's why. And it's a shame, because between Amazon, Amazon Prime and Hulu got way better series than, than, um, than Netflix, and I know about Hulu because, uh, um, Prime has a lot of like I, I guess like once it's a season old or whatever you can get stuff on Prime you can get anything on Prime if you want to pay for it like if you want to pay for Orphan Black or any of those other series you can get it on there but I see Hulu series on like the Man in the High Castle and all that stuff it comes on Prime so that's how I know they have good shows but I'm not paying no eight ninety nine to be watching no streaming service like like it's regular regular TV like oh where they do that at so that's whack for you, about, y'all whack for that, Hulu, like, get it together, anybody listen to this, listen to Hulu, y'all need to fix that, like, if y'all, that's, that's whack, alright, y'all, so, that's this week's episode, and we gonna call it, Comme des Garçons, um, episode 101, Comme des Garçons, for my girl, Riri, um, let me get y'all the information, I'm getting better, the email, thanks for the emails, people have actually been sending me emails, like, we got two emails the whole time, now I've had, like, five, saying y'all like the show, and y'all like the new format, thanks for reaching out to me, thanks a lot, um, again, if you want to send me any topics, any, anything you want me to talk about, anything you want to discuss, go ahead and email it to me, um, or, or tweet it to me at KMGZ, or on, um, our, uh, um, on the show's, uh, Twitter, which is, um, I'll give it to you in a second, which is at, I'm gonna spell it out, cause I don't know if y'all be understand what I'm saying, follow me too please, oh I got more followers, thank you, it's at capital T, H-A-N-K-S, thanks, underscore, four, F-O-R, capital F, asking, capital A, without the G, on Twitter, and um, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening, um, I'm not sure who my next guest is gonna be, or what it's gonna be about, I'm trying to um, y'all know I like having niggas that do fly shit, so I'm trying to think of what the next, what the next genre, first I figure out what the genre is gonna be, and then I figure out who I'm gonna ask, so I haven't worked that out yet, so anyway, um, thanks for listening, um, 
and see y'all next week. Peace.